Let's get ready to rumble! Good evening and welcome to tonight's podcast, which promises to be a classic in every sense of the word. In the red corner, weighing in at 216 pounds, and the undisputed world champion, the podcaster known as Zan! And in the blue corner, weighing in at one pound, five ounces, the Tonkoban Ichibondo no Fukin! And tonight's prize, Eternal Glory! So before we begin, let's remind everyone that this episode contains adult language, mature situations, gluttonous boxers, kind nuns in training, stressed out coaches, forbidden love, and food, glorious food. Remember, I want a good, clean fight between you two. Nothing below the belts. Good luck to you both. And remember, listener discretion is advised. Episode 216, Empty Stomach, Full Heart. Hello, to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review. Some podcasts and very reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of the podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. We tell you how different geek medias are, how the style is, how the art looks, and if it's worth investing your time in or not, and the pros and cons about it. Now, we've been doing this for nine and a half years i think we have a little bit of expertise on this but you don't have to agree with anything we say i just heard we're a little entertaining and we have a lot of fun doing it so with that in mind let's get on with the review because this is the final installment of our theme month of aliens boxing and curses our celebratory retrospective theme month for Romika takahashi we go over her works and her life as it's gone and what the best things about her have been because she's an amazing mangaka. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com. You can email me at spyarkin at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, and all those other lovely websites. You can find out all the information on our show notes. And if you want to do something nice for the podcast, you can leave us a note on the iTunes message board gives a couple of stars. It's kind of like putting a tip in the jar. I'm not going to ask for money because I do this for free because I love doing this. And I want to make sure that we hit 20 years of doing this podcast. I want to be awesome with it. And if you do have a comment, you can email me at zansparker.com of what I should fix or what I should add to this podcast because I want to make it the best it can be so it's entertaining to you and it's informative to you and also so I can become a better podcaster. So with that in mind, if you remember... 
over this month, I've been talking about Rumiko Takahashi's history and all the work she's worked on and how she's bounced all over the place. How she started off with those selfish aliens, moved over to those obnoxious aliens, and she moved over to Urasayatsura, which was, of course, the super selfish aliens, and then she moved to Meisani Koku, where she talked about being in an apartment building. From there, she's moved on to other things. And in 1987, she released well, it's not arguably, it's statistically it's her greatest work of all time, which is Ranma One Half. It has the most sales out of all of her books. It is the most, not transitory, but it's the one which brought a lot of her popularity to the United States because without that, she would not have been picked up. I mean, if she did not release that series, Yawara would have become the big thing in the United States, maybe. But it's the one which was essential to how anime was perceived in the United States and in the world in general for it getting out there, I think. However, that's not the one we're talking about because during the time of Round One Half, 1987, she released another work in Weekly Young Sunday. It was released over here by Viz and also An America picked it up. Surprisingly, if you remember An America, it's an amazing magazine which was really cool, ended too short. And she released a one-shot, well, not one-shot, it was a short-term Senin series that she released every so often. It was released sporadically for years, and it's something different for her, because unlike Rama One Half, unlike Orose Yatsura, this was a story focused on two main characters. Very similar to how Meisoni Koku was. This one focuses on these two main characters and their relationship in love and life. And it's simple. It's about two characters who are dealing with situations and their romance. It's this fusion of sports, manga, and rom-com genres. And it's interesting because they also throw something else into this mix. Besides these realistic boxing terms because it's taking place in boxing they throw in catholicism they're probably wondering wait wait what how why would you have catholicism in a manga i mean this isn't like daredevil where daredevil has catholic guilt no 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 this one is crazy with the concept it's actually very intriguing and like I said, this manga was written by Rumiko Takahashi in 1987, and there's four volumes. The last volume actually came out in 19, well, 2007, to be honest with you, because it went 1996 was the last volume for volume three. Then volume four came out 2007, almost a decade later, because she almost hit a slump with it where she was going. And you can see that the story kind of changes at that point. And also, there is a little bit of a time jump. In the series, which I liked that there was a time jump that was okay. At this point, he's three and three and sixteen, and then he's like, "Oh, he's twenty and sixteen. He's doing better." But this series I'm talking about has been made to an OVA, made to a TV drama, a video game, and what am I talking about? I am talking about Ichipondo no Fukuin, or the One Pound Gospel. Now. Our main character, Kosaku Hatanaka, is the pride of Mukota Gym. At 16 years old, he quits school to join this gym because he is the rising hope. He's the person that they are betting all their fortunes on. The gym wants him to be the best of the best because he is someone who's 
going to be a star. And he's young, he's got gumption, he has the perfect build for it, and he's got a great right hook. And right after he joined college in six months, he ends up winning his bout on the first try, his, tr- his licensing bout, in one hit. He knocks the guy out in one punch. And then he ends up getting two more bouts where he kicks ass. And like all of his opponents are like saying, yeah, this guy is a natural boxer. And he's going to be going places. Three years later, Makoto Jim is now a laughingstock. Why is that? It's because the pride of the gym, Kosaku, cannot keep his weight goal. He started out as a flyweight, then he moved up to featherweight, and then he went to double featherweight, then junior featherweight. He is someone who keeps going higher in his weight class because he cannot control himself when he eats because featherweights are supposed to be really, really thin, like 120 pounds, 110 pounds, 100 pounds, very thin. And he's, he has a, the body is built like that. The problem is he loves eating, loves indulging, and because of that, he can't control himself. Like his coach... Mudoka is so stressed at him, saying, what the hell is wrong with you? You eat all the food, you're sneaking off eating food, you're going to give me a heart attack, you're going to, you're, you're so terrible, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to abandon you. And he's like, next time we'll do it, coach, we'll be fine. He's known for someone who literally will take laxes before the match, and then he'll get stomach aches, one punch to the stomach, and he is down. And at this point in time, he is two and nine. He is doing horribly. The only other thing he has going for him is that Every so often, Kosaku goes to the local church and he confesses to Sister Angela, this nun in training who he really likes. He's like in love with this nun and he's he confesses to her in hopes he does better. And she's praying for him and trying her best to make him stay on this path, uh, break his habit of gluttony and encouraging him, make sure he stays in shape and staying away from food but he keeps screwing it up and there's all these different situations that occur and it's about their relationship because Kosaku loves food, he loves boxing and he loves this girl's sister Angela and sister Angela likes Kosaku but she is devoted to God and she wants him to be the best he can be and it is this dynamic which happens and, I mean, eventually this closeness starts happening where they start having affection for each other. At one point, Kosaku tells her he loves her and kisses her. And she has a moral crisis at that point. And she smacks him and runs away. And you see that she actually does care about him. But she is devoted to becoming a nun and moving for her weight because she's training to be a nun. And it's she's stuck in this... Between the rock and a hard place. She's in a very precarious and rough situation because... Her entire life is devoted to this calling in life and for her giving up for love. It's a very bad situation. And this is what this story is about. And similar to Meisoni Koku, she has written herself into a hole with it because she can't really go too crazy with this. She does have several matches where some weird things happen, like his first match is with this guy that he's a complete uh, prick that will not fight him, will not fight anybody, but he will fight Kosaku because Kosaku was training and running one day and he ends up accidentally, you know, he's doing his road work, punching and walking, punching and walking, and then he punches forward and knocks someone down. 
turns out this was a rival boxer that he knocked to the ground. So the only person who's ever knocked him to the ground. So this boxer has decided, I am going to take this guy out. The only person who's knocked me down, even if he is a laughing stock. And Kosaku beats the hell out of him because of some stuff with, he makes a deal with Angela that if he wins, they'll go on a date together and he's excited and he knocks her out. Then you have another guy who, this boxer, he has uh, the sister, he has uh, Mary tattooed on his stomach and the the, the holy mother, the, the, the sister abbot, the boss says like if Kosaku punches the Virgin Mary in the face, which is where the stomach is. He punches that image that he is committing a mortal sin and he will never be allowed to go to see Angela again. But he says, I have to do it because it's not real and this, that. It's It goes very weird. And it's very different than a lot of other comic works. It is a romance series. It is. It does move forward. There is an overarching plot of him bettering himself. And Angela... Trying to decide if she wants him or wants to be in the church and stay in the nuns. And then there's him going to retire to stay with her. Then there's a plot with her aunt who uh, tricks her into going to this marriage meeting because her aunt owes money to this guy for lots of money and this guy's a piece of garbage. And I don't want to spoil it because it is only four volumes. However, it is a very well designed story and it works. Oops, what was that? Oh, that is my uh, phone. Uh, sorry. I'll leave it in there because it's funny, but yeah, that's my ringtone for someone. And this series is realistic, unlike with Ron Mo and Half, where you had all these insanely strange art styles like the Crouch of the Wild Tiger, the uh, Roll of the Panda, uh, the the uh, Roasting nuts on a roasting nuts on a fire fist. These are just okay. It's straight up. He's doing a jab. He's doing a punch. It is very similar to Hajime no Ippo, where they use proper boxing terminology, but it does incorporate the religious aspect in a very nice way, and it appeals to a lot of fans because it does have a little bit of the slapstick, and it is it's nice. It's well done, and it's a story which does transcend time. It's simply a guy who has a problem, and a girl's trying to fix him. And it works out really well. It's realistic. It's not too gaggy. It's just right. And it fits. If you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. The funny thing is, when I was going to review this, I had to, you know, I could get digital copies, and I was looking online, and I walked into a book annex. I like going to book annexes to buy different books. I'm a huge bibliophile besides the mangas, and I love going to bookstores. I love smelling them. I love the actual tangible media. And I'm walking, and I notice in the graphic novel section, there's a copy of this manga, One Pound Gospel. I'm supposed to read it. I was like, okay, I gotta see what I can do. And I see it there for $2, and it's the first volume in the original Tonkaban. I actually picked it up. I have it right here. I'm actually going to be giving it away at Anime Next next year for the Insane Manga Challenge. And it was just so cool to see that this, and it still holds up, and it's that's still floating around, this manga. I wish they had a full version of it released. I wish they released the whole manga as a, as a one-shot. I think it would be done really well. 
There's also a live action version that was released in 2008. It's very faithful and it is just as timeless and as fun. And you want Sister Angela and Kosaku to get together. You really do. Even though it is against her... It's essentially... It's against her religion. It's against her calling. And you want... I mean, it's just a very unique dynamic. I know that this is, sounds not interesting because it's very situational comedy, but it works. It really does. And I highly recommend it. I highly do. I cannot recommend this enough. Out of the four mangas I reviewed... This month, I'm going to say that this is a welcome addition to her catalog. And it is the, I'd say it's better than Mason Koku. It really is. Because Mason Koku took a long time to get to that point of them getting together. It was Godai was started out as a bum. Then he got into college. And then he was a bum looking for a job. Then he got his job. And then he had the other guy who was fighting for her. And then this and that. And it just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Meanwhile... One Pound Gospel is pretty straightforward, and it's a less shorter amount of time, manga-wise, not release-wise. Release-wise, it was, you know, 30 years to finish, so. Or 20 years to finish, but still, I really do think that you would like it if you read it. And I think it is done better. It's not as good as Urusai Atsura, but it is better than, it's my number two on this list. Definitely is. Still, number one is going to be Orisai Atsura, then One Pound Gospel, then Mason Koku, and then last but not least is her first work, which is uh, Kitani Atsura, the first one-shot she read because it is a one-shot. That's why. And that one was just very simple concept, and it got ridiculous. Remember the newspaper foo? I'm going to beat you up with newspapers because I have to deliver newspapers. That was just ridiculous. This is a little more honed, and the art style is a little better. I think out of all the series, this is the better, and it's the most modern. Huh. So, I don't know what else I could say about that. I, I don't know. Uh, but I think this is a nice way to end it. Going to a modern series which worked out well, and there was another series which actually ends with an ending. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but the ending, it ends, and you have a ending. It's not as absolute and as finite as Mason Koku. But it's a good ending. So, with that in mind, I guess that's it for this review. I mean, can't go any further. And remember, you can check out any of our other episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at gmail.com. I'm at zansparkin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace. We're on iTunes. We are also on the... Nintendo Switch Network and the PS4 Network. If you're interested, send me a message at, at Sparkin if you want to play some of the games together. I've been kicking ass in Splatoon, and I hope I can find someone who can fight me in Splatoon, and you know, we can make up teams and stuff. Or we could fight in Mario Kart, or we could fight in Arms, and I could show you how awesome it is. But so let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The 
Wheel of Manga accepts a substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it, and each slot is for a different manga. What we're going to do is we're going to spin that Wheel of Manga whenever number it lands on. That's what we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 217, and we have some great titles on us. Besides having the series Orange, which I finally put up there, we've got some classics like Gigi no Ketaro. We have... Some manga I picked up in Japan, and we have one which is based on a new series. It's really popular, but not it's not really new, but it's become really popular over time because they've remade it from the original one from the 70s. But we're gonna see, we're gonna spin, we're gonna see, we're gonna review the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. So, here's hoping. Number three. Wow, didn't expect that one. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing a manga about septuplets, or sextuplets. A group of brothers who are horrible and interesting, and this manga has been remade so many times. It came out in 1962 originally, and that's been released so many other times. What am I talking about? I am talking about Osamatsukun. Yes, if you've ever heard about the Osamatsu siblings, you will know what I am talking about. So... I can't wait to see what happens with that. So, with that in mind, remember you're checking over other episodes at www.spyrocon.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time. This is your Ozan, and I am Gonsville. Have a great one. You lit me with light of heaven. Your word makes me run to go death of wind. Now it begins to come.